Your life experience, good or bad, is a gift when you share it with others. At Taxi Chronicles, we allow real riders with real stories to share their gift. So hopefully this episode will intrigue, enhance or inspire you. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Morning, morning, morning. Yes, we're back with another episode, another rider. Today we are honoured to have Andrea, sorry. Yeah, all good. And she is a, she's in the film business, short film business, and I'm going to allow her to introduce herself. So nice to have you here today, Andrea. Thank you so much. Really, really surprised to be on a podcast this morning. So tell us, why films? Why, why the industry you're in? Uh, it's a good question. I think people in film ask themselves that every day. It's really intense work, but at the end of the day, you are satisfied in making something that other people want to watch. Or that's the hope, at least. And you said you've been in the industry six years. That six years, um, did, sorry, did you do a degree? Did you go to university? Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, somewhat related. I did. I went to King's College London, um, did classics with film studies, so a lot of theory. I was watching a lot of films um, and analyzing them. So Alfred Hitchcock is probably one of your kind of... I mean, he was definitely one of them, but we also, we did also watch The Matrix. <laughs> okay, okay. So broad spectrum. What do you think, and did you do uh, any lower education towards that? Towards... Uh, towards getting into the film industry. Yeah, thank you. Uh, no, not really. I think you just kind of have to, as they say in the industry, fake it till you make it. So there's a lot of hustling, uh, networking, meeting people, uh, trying to get your foot in the door whichever way possible. So I did a, a stint. I, I worked on a, a feature film uh, straight out of university, decided the freelance wasn't for me, then went into a sort of marketing role and then came back into film about six years ago um, and actually went went into documentary so not scripted not narrative just to let everybody know our lovely lady is not American <laughs> no I'm half <laughs> I'm half American <laughs> no accent struggling American but now when you was at university yeah would you say the course really helped you to become who you are today or is it something you could have been through that that, that you felt that the course could have been better yeah yeah good question um i've never been very pro university uh i feel like i went to appease my parents uh i don't i mean my course has really nothing to do with what i do now because most of it was classic so that's Latin, ancient Greek, ancient history, philosophy, maybe to an extent, and literature, you could say were somewhat helpful. Um, and film theory was interesting, but the practical side of filmmaking is very, very different. So if you're not, unless you're looking to become a director or a film critic, I don't think that it's, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it, basically. I think that the way that you learn best in my industry is by just by doing it so the way that a lot of people start is by becoming a runner and that's doing all the odd jobs the menial tasks like getting people coffee running around grabbing stuff printing 
but slowly, slowly you get to learn what everyone does in their department because there are lots and the, the, the reason why the film, why films and, and film projects work so well is because you have so many different people and it's like a well-oiled well machine. So I think that the best way for anyone to learn in the film industry is starting at the bottom, really. And that's not necessarily having degrees. No. Getting no. You just have to have common sense. Keeping in mind you did the classics and you do short films now, you mm. do a Romeo and Juliet classic. Short film one time? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I feel like that's been covered. Uh, <laughs> no, but in the short film sense? Maybe, maybe um, a Gladiator film. remake. Yeah, short film, that would be a real fast film. Yeah, 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 that'll do Oh, you don't need to say, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like that, and then it's over. Then yeah. it's over, because the short yeah. film's too short. So what length is a short film? Short films can be anything from 30 seconds to usually 15 minutes, so the average is about 12 minutes, I'd say. 30 seconds sounds like a commercial. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're, they're, you have some film competitions that allow short shorts, which could be anything from 30 seconds upward, or less even. And what is your role as, as a, you said the producer, what yeah, is the producer's role? I'm a producer, uh, you have various types of producers. I'm but I'd say mostly a line producer. So I make sure that a project gets made from beginning to end. I do everything from scheduling, budgeting, finding the crew, helping with the casting. Uh, just kind of someone explained it to me before I even got into the industry and said a producer is basically like a mother. So you have to make sure that everyone's happy and everyone's okay and that everything's running smoothly. Lot of dealing with people's egos. Oh my goodness, yes. How do you navigate that emotional? I world? don't know. I don't know, but I'm a people pleaser, so I just say yes to everyone and then I figure it out later. Yeah, so that's the secret. That's my secret. I don't know if it's the best. Uh, it doesn't tend to. I have I have a sort of mantra that things work themselves out, uh, which when I say works themselves out, I mean I figure out a way of making it work. Uh, I think that when you're, it, yeah, when you're when you're pushed, when there's a bit of pressure, when there's a bit of stress, you start thinking of resourceful ways to come up with solutions. And yes, there are a lot of egos in the industry, and you get some people that are terrible to work with, and you decide not to work with them after that. But you know, everything passes. I think so. If you're in a bit of a tight spot, and someone's made the wrong decision. There's, there, I think there's always a solution and it will pass. So that's just, I think it's just the mindset probably. I like that. that I... Uh, called Do As I Say, which will be out who knows when. Um, but I mainly do documentaries. So I work a lot with National Geographic. I'm making a, a feature documentary in Greenland, which is really intense. Don't that's know if I want to plug this now, but it's, uh, it's about suicide because Greenland has that's one of the highest high. rates of suicide for various reasons. Everyone thinks it's just because of the, the light because they have polar, polar night at the moment, which means it's mostly dark all day. Uh, but yeah, lots of different reasons for that. So we went to Greenland earlier. Awesome. Uh, intergenerational trauma is one of them. Um, 
they they went from being hunters fishermen to being westernized quite early on oh, right. inuit yes, yeah sure. i can't say it. the inuit um so yeah a lot of the people that we met their grandparents didn't care for nor understand the concept of sending their children to school because they had very different ways of doing so they're they've they've kind of been forced into situations um you know where they have to live in social housing and you know of course a lot of the things you think okay well actually it's great that you had a hospital around you or that you had a school to send your children to but you know if you're imposing your ways on other people who aren't accustomed to that and haven't asked for it then it, it causes a lot of stress oh there you go sad no i think that the um, most nordic countries have high rates of suicide but in greenland it's unparalleled and it's it, it's quite sad when we were there two people committed suicide and because it's such a small community you have 56 58,000 people in the entire country which is huge you know um everyone finds out about it so every time it happens it's it's just very close it's close it hits close to home because you find out one way or another so it's almost like you're constantly finding out about these stories which is very it's very interesting you have very, various different takes from all the people there um we've met some really really cool people and we're telling their, so they're telling their story. We're just showing up with the cameras and letting them tell their story. But we get to visit some incredible places. So I can't, I, I do complain, but I can't. Uh, so for this feature documentary, it'll be about two months total. Um, and we've split it up into uh, two one months. So we're out for four weeks at a time. And then for short films, like the short film we're making this weekend, it'll be three days for commercial projects anything from three to seven days depending on what we need to shoot for a campaign but it's mostly i mean you're mostly in pre-production so that's doing all the organizing ahead of the film that's what takes up the most time when did you um most people during the pandemic you just kind of figured that where you were at the time wasn't really going anywhere and why not do something yourself so I jumped on the bandwagon. I think they call it um, genera generation resignation, <laughs> which is terrible, but I'm definitely part of that. I feel like there's, at times I have debated whether I should be in the position I'm in earlier. There's a huge, um, there's, a, there's a feeling sometimes that you're too old for stuff, right? Um, and, and a lot of people say, okay, but, you know, you have the 30s, under 30s, and 40s, under 40s, and all of these different sort of accolades. But I, I think that I'd say take your time, maybe. I'd say don't worry about time as much. What is meant to be will come as long as you work for it. Um, and a lot of things are circumstantial, you know. When I was starting out in the film world, I didn't have parents that could really support me, you know, and I've been offered, I'd been offered um, internships for three months at a time. This is, this is before the whole internship scandal happened where, you know, people were using kids' times for months and months and not paying them anything. So, you know, if you come from a non-wealthy background, it's very difficult to say, okay, well, yeah, fuck it, I'll do three months unpaid work for you and work a night job as well so that I can pay for my bills. So I didn't have that opportunity, which meant that that internship could have skyrocketed my career earlier. But 
I, but but I've made it work exactly, and I think that you you shouldn't be pressured by time so much. You should you should be patient and you should work hard definitely, um, and you know sometimes you will have opportunities and then definitely grab those by the horns. But if if you don't have the opportunity, just keep working. You know, if you really want it, you'll get it. Which is so cliche. I'm listening to myself. This is terrible. It's so cliche, but genuinely hard work, good work ethic. Um, you know, I'd say, I, yeah, time. Time is a huge thing. Don't don't be pressured by time. What would you say to the 16-year-old, your 16-year-old self? What, what, sorry, what about what my 16-year-old self? What would you say to your 16-year-old self? Uh, party less. <laughs> Study more. Uh... No, I was a pretty good 16-year-old. Also, I grew up in Cyprus where you couldn't really do much. You know, you're stuck on a little island. Um, everyone knew you. So my 16-year-old self, uh, maybe, you know, uh, be more interested. Have have hobbies that take up more of your time rather than worrying so much about your A grades at school or, you know, making it to a social event. I think there's we need to learn to balance things more uh, but I don't know if as a teenager you can you know you're so caught up in your emotions that it's really difficult as a 16 year old to see the bigger picture I suppose that a lot depends on your parents um, on the parents and how you raised yeah and their support oh definitely I mean I feel like mine were a little bit too relaxed even mm-hmm. um, what about you what would you say to your 16-year-old self? Save more or get 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 mentors. Get a mentor. Get mentors. Oh, get yeah. That's a good one. I totally agree. What is the impact or the gift, in your case, gift, you want to share with the world? The get, well, I mean, I'm, we're hoping that through the documentaries we're making, um, that that is the social impact. So, for example, uh, Life on the Edge, which is our feature doc set in Greenland, is it's quite topical because everyone's starting to realize that actually, you know, mental health is just as important. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're hoping that by the world seeing how Greenlanders deal with these situations, that they'll be able to open up about their experiences more. So for us and for me at the moment, it's documentary is the medium to be able to make that kind of impact because seeing real life stories um, and hopefully relating to those. So yeah, I'm just hoping that at least with this film, we have lots of others coming, um, but the, the, the people can find the strength to be more open with each other, to be more emotional. Uh, so my company is called Anima Films. Don't yet have a website, which is terrible, but it's been thankfully a busy year. Um, so they can find me on LinkedIn if they want to. And if anyone listening to this is looking for a mentor or wants a few words of advice, um, I'm, I'm super happy to speak to them. What about working? Do you keep on yeah, we de- definitely, definitely all the time. Um, so, so my name is Andrea Land. Um, so if anyone wants to find me, they can. Yeah, gotcha. So Anima Films is A-N-I-M-A Films, F-I-L-M-S. Well, thanks a lot for that. No, thank you. you well. It's been real. We hope you like that Taxi Chronicles interview. 
Don't forget to share and subscribe to get the latest episode. Ever considered investing in a continent with the fastest growing economies and population on Earth? The same continent that holds 30% of the world's known natural resources. Listen to our sister podcast, Africa Investor Stories, where you hear real investors with real stories from around the world share their experience of investing in Africa. We post Monday and Thursday at 10am British Standard Time.